everybody, this is your captain speaking, and welcome back to another Haven podcast. Today, we have a special guest. We have Mr. Masso over here. Hello. And then we have Kelly. Hello. Uh, so I think that's better. <laughs> that sounds about it. What are we talking about today, Gio? Uh, well, we the the four of us have been playing a lot of D and D recently. Um, because yeah. we're fucking nerds. And I got them. I just recently compiled all of our episodes into audio files and uploaded them to Anchor and subsequently to Spotify as well. So now we have a D&D cast up on Spotify. It's currently named Haven D&D. Uh, has the Haven logo. It's super easy to find, but that's probably going to change uh, once we figure out a more creative name for it, like CCTV is for this cast. But I wanted to do a little bit of promoting for that cast over there because I put in a lot of work to get it up and rendered and everything. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking D&D. Yay! Yay! Anything in particular we're starting off with or just go at it? Just talking D&D. I mean, we can probably start with Tommaso simply because he's our DM and he's the one that got all of us into D&D. Like, I know that we try, I tried to play a session, but it kind of just fell apart after like one or two sessions, which sucked. So I never actually played uh, like an official campaign. I played one session and had no idea what was going on the whole time. Yeah, I had a similar experience. So like, we can let Tommaso start off with whatever he wants to say, um, because he's the one that's got us into it. So what do you have to say, Tommaso? Um, well, at least for me, I've been... I was into D&D a lot when, when we were a lot younger. Played it with my friends at school. But I've never done a campaign nearly as big as the one that we've, we've been playing. And I've never been the one to DM. So this is a new experience for me. And being able to just write my own story and have you guys ruin my own story uh, is great. I don't think we've done anything to totally Me, do. Re- I have, I have done a few things. What did like Nick reviving, do? I revived that, a character that was, that, unex- to- that was an unexpected side effect. Yes, but, but it's didn't... always you guys are the uh, the things that change the story for what. Um, you affect the world in your own way, and it's something that I love to see. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about your creative process and what what goes into prepping for a session, especially when your players consist of a bunch of nooblets? So, in the beginning... Yes. But um, noobs. In... In, like, the first couple sessions, the preparation was, I need to make sure I don't make this too hard. If there's something that it's a challenge, I need to make sure I can help uh, explain kind of what's going on, explain more of the backstory of what's happening here. But getting now 
into a little bit of the later game of you guys have already now had quite a few sessions under your belt. You guys have gotten somewhat used to your characters. We got to play your backstories with your characters. Now that you have those things to support you, it's a lot more of just like, okay, now I can just go free for whatever I need to do for the world of what I've written down for this week's story. And that you guys can just lead it in the direction that you need to for that session. Continue with the story if you have to, if you want to. And so just, I just need to be prepared for what you guys think your goals are for the week and have to mentally be ready to turn at any moment. Just be like, okay, you want to do this instead? Let's do this instead. Very cool. And yeah, I can, I can say with much, much more confidence that I, I understand what's going on at any given point in time than when I did session one. Like I was actually listening to session one um, earlier this week because I had it uploaded GG, you good? to Spotify at Haven D&D on Spotify. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Uh, and the amount of like times we had to stop, like just every single player, we had to stop, ask questions like, wait, wait, hold on, time out. Help. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've gotten so much more confident in like character building and like what goes into a character that I s- sat down yesterday and some of my free time and built a completely new character from the ground up who I love very, very much. Boy. Yes. And I, I remember when we started the campaign, uh, I think all three of you were like, I am very attached to this character. This is my character. I don't really want to make another one. And now you just made a new one the other day. Nick, you made one a couple days ago. Uh, and then... I think what I overheard from Geo talking to Kelly is that Kelly is also planning on creating a new character. Yes. Yeah. Which just shows you've grown. You know what we call that? Development. <laughs> oh, close enough. No, the development. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I mean... A big thing for me was, like, I am a really visual, uh, like, if I'm not, you know, actively doing, like, it's going to be hard for me to explain, uh, but... Kelly, you're a little quiet. I, Kelly, I think you need I was to just turn leaning up your, over but to... I think you need to turn up your mic sensitivity. This happens all the time. But if I turn up my mic sensitivity, then you guys are here Eric all the time. Okay, then you just need to stay close to your mic. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think a big thing for me with D&D and with recording these podcasts, actually, is that I just sitting here and speaking, but like having to be engaged in what I'm listening to is really hard for me if I'm not doing anything else, because like, I can't just sit still. And so I was kind of worried, like the first couple of uh, sessions, I found myself like not tuning out, but like actively looking for something else to do while playing and I realized it was like affecting my focus and so like I was kind of worried I was like well I mean what am I gonna do 
like I can't keep losing track of where we are. Like that's a that's a shitty thing to do as as a party member, but also like I am tired of being lost. <laughs> um and so like I had to figure out something that would keep my hands occupied so that like I had like an automatic task to do while I was playing D&D and like once I figured out that that was like what was better for me like I can actually remember my character stats like off the top of my head now which is super cool because I'm able to focus a lot more now that like my idle animation is set <laughs> um and so like it's I I'm able to focus a lot more and I got like as soon as I figured that out I got like so much more into it and like I got so much more excited about like I was excited before because like creating characters is something that I do a lot anyway but um I was so much more like heavily invested in it um because I could actually like really focus my brain which was awesome um so yeah and like I I am also like really happy that I because like for a while I don't remember who I was talking to because I don't think it was one of you guys but somebody was oh maybe it was maybe it was one of my friends from high school they were talking about they played D&D a lot and they were like oh you should play D&D because you're a writer and like you know the whole creative aspect and like creating character and dialogue and story. I was like yeah but like that seems more like acting and while I do also like acting I can't like you know it seems weird to not be able to control the story because I'm not the writer and like it just seems odd um and so i was a little nervous going into this that i would be like weirdly territorial over like the story and i'm not like and tomasa's done such a great job and i'm not i i am so much more comfortable in being a player in D D than i thought i would be which is really so i think that that's uh kelly should dm the next one no also, your your DM position's been uh, replaced. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Tomaso, I am not gunning for the DM position. Please do not be the DM. I think that was Kelly's application. Uh, does no. the board agree? No. All in no, favor, say aye. No, I don't want. I aye. don't want this. No. Aye. Tomaso, please, please. Tomaso. <laughs> I would say if Fuck. Kelly you won. Said I. You said I. <laughs> I was I. <laughs> Bitch. Tomaso. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I would be willing to DM, but, like, it seems so... <sighs> the way that I write is so disorganized that I feel like I couldn't pull it together every week. Like, I don't, but I, I, I guess I did for NaNoWriMo, but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be able to control, like, continuity would be nothing like that would be like it'd be like a new one shot every week because i would not be able to do it i don't know it seems like it takes a lot more like hardcore world building than i've done before and so like, i would have to play like one or you know finish this campaign and play another before i was able to be like okay so this is maybe how it works and then do like short ones like i feel like i couldn't just jump into it mm-hmm. personally from my experience of dming which is very limited uh similar to what you said kelly about how D is a lot more of like oh you're an actor you should 
play D and D, that I I was like, oh, I love acting, I love improv, I love writing. How can I kind of yeah. do all this together? And so I began the writing process of just I I think I was with Geo the day I created the continent for Bractio, which is the continent we play on. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm gonna roll this. I wanna see what I can kinda come up with with just this little continent. And then literally like an hour into that night I had created the base map, drawn it out, had all the uh like the biomes drawn out, and I was like, This is an interesting concept for a place. Now how could I write a story around this? And I just started and then as a DM and a, as, as, an, as a person that has done a bit of improv and a person that has done writing, I was like, okay, I'm just going to write this whole story. But then I realized there's always the chance that things change. And so I'm, I'm always have to be ready for a, just a wild curve of just, if a question gets asked that I don't know how to answer, I have to come up with something on the spot. Or if they, someone does something that I wasn't expecting anyone to do. Like, maybe, perhaps, open a cursed book in the middle of a plaza when a literal god tells you not to. I mean, <laughs> look. <laughs> that book, Tommaso specifically told us that that book was designed to kill one of us. Alec got so lucky. He should not have survived. Okay. <laughs> But that book was designed to kill. Yeah. You seem salty, <laughs> Nick. A I'm little not bit. salty, I'm just saying, like, you weren't supposed to open that book. <laughs> like, that was not what you were supposed to do. Hmm. Anyway, that's beside the point. That, But that's one of those little curveballs that Tommaso probably wasn't ready for. I had, I was like, okay, because I remember the session before he opened the book, he said, I want to open the book, but Dim stopped him. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to make sure I'm ready for the book opening. (laughs) So I was ready, mostly. I was still shocked to have him do it because it did give him information that was only going to be given either later in the game or when someone opened the book. Yeah. Either way. Still still a curveball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like uh, um, when my friend was telling me that I should play D&D, they were like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's just like writing. You create characters and you create a world. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then when I I actually started like this is this was like several years ago and I just kind of forgot about it <laughs> like <laughs> like I just never really considered that I would actually ever play D&D and then when I finally started actually making the character of Sierra and I was kind of thinking like oh my god you know as the DM you seem like you I mean you do have control of how it goes to some mm-hmm. extent but like you don't create like when I write things like when I was writing Wild West or like when I was writing the sun lantern like i created all those characters and i controlled what they did and what the outcomes were like as a writer your your plots and your characters can 
and sometimes get away from you and it seems like they write themselves sometimes but they do not actively rebel against what you have written <laughs> and like they don't argue with you <laughs> and so i i feel like like as much as i would love to write something like that like i don't i think it's very like just because you're a writer does not mean you could be a dm valid um i know for the the way that i like to write i always and i I feel like most people that write and i probably can guess that you've written this way too that the characters make their own choices and that kind of develops the story that's at least written my things is i always give the characters kind of free reign of their own story even though I'm the one controlling all of them. Yeah. And so it it's just become just that. It's these people did their own story, but now the people that I've written for like all the NPCs are still living out their lives doing the things that they would do. But there are people that I cannot account for. <laughs> right. Cuz like I I can guess Okay, Seer, uh, Valark might be going to the library to try to find some knowledge. Cool, I can write that in. But I do not know if he actually will do that. Because I cannot speak for Nick's choices, Valark's choices. It's different, but there's a very large similarity. Yeah. Yeah, and like I think the like world building is obviously very similar. Um, because regardless of you know what your characters do the wor- the world itself is pretty static i feel like you're you know you create the setting and the characters operate within that setting i'm not very good at setting <laughs> so like i would have to work on all right so i think it's my turn to talk about D&D. um I want to start with my favorite part, and I think Gio and I have been the ones to throw the dumbest curveballs at Tommaso, and not in session, more specifically out of session. Uh, Remember when I got that ring that can store multiple things? As soon as that landed in my inventory, as soon as that landed in my inventory, I texted Tommaso, and I said, can I dump it all at once? As It wasn't five minutes before I texted him a stupid idea to unleash a stupid amount of lightning onto someone. I had complete... Uh, I'm a mad genius when it comes to this sort of thing. And I love the fact that you can. And more specifically, technically, technically, you're not supposed to. Like, there's a specific set of rules. But... But what makes at least this experience more fun is that Tommaso is willing to listen to your batshit crazy mad genius ideas to make a stupid powerful spell that could one-shot almost everything and try to talk it out and balance it so that it is fun to have. And the fact that we made it, we're allowed to use it. Gio has uh, something up his sleeve too. In fact, I have another thing that I discussed with Tommaso that's going to... Up eventually, so uh, I like the creative aspect where I can experiment with different 
the the other day i'm not gonna do it but the cleric has the ability to uh open up a gate and i immediately texted tomaso i said well what if i open up a gate to a mirror dimension and pump that mirror dimension full of electricity okay now and then i open up the gate underneath a boss's feet and then all that electricity comes out in one spot oh jesus this is the stuff that goes through my mind when I'm when I oh, I try to make up the most overpowered things possible in this game, and that that's what I find fun. This this sort of trying to find the loopholes in the rules and make something stupid busted. Yeah. We're all gamers. Next... We all like to try new things. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see how I can bust Monk next. And I think, like, the... Like, because I'm so new, I'm figuring out, like, I'm, I get to explore all the the lore that already exists. Um, and, like, that's really cool. Like, I mean, the, the whole website is super... Like, D&D Beyond is awesome. Like, I have so much fun just looking stuff up. Because, like... And the other thing is, like, it has this whole set you know, there's, like, a whole bunch of lore and a whole bunch of, like, races and classes and stuff. But then, like, there's a specific section for okay, then there's the, all this stuff that people have like, this is mm-hmm. all your homebrew stuff. Like, this is just, like, it's so customizable. That's so cool to me. Well, I know for me, like, I didn't know most of even the canon D&D lore, let alone the lore for Tommaso's campaign. And so, like, a lot of it draws from official D&D lore, but which I had, like, again, I didn't know at all. But also just learning the campaign that we live in was super interesting. Yeah. And like Nick was saying, you know, thinking about ways to potentially bust a character and make it entertaining to play and you know you you get really into it and it's loads of fun have you thought of anything like that kelly like oh what i can do these set of things to make sira stupid op in a uh, specific no, situation I don't really understand like I'm so unfamiliar with all the things that I can do right now. I'd rather get like really the things that I have. Well, it's not just like it it's about the creative process. Like when when I got the ring and I read that it can hold five charges, it didn't specify that I could I I can only unleash one spell at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. like so. It's not like I was trying to break it. I just the that was my first thought. Thought was that's a loophole. There's it doesn't specify that I have to do it one at a time. Mm-hmm. Can I just dump all of it? And like another thing, like I I created the bucket that I gave Dim, and it was supposed <laughs> to just be a meme. It was just supposed to be a joke item that I gave. That it was oh, you made a bucket. But because I wrote in the description of it that I can make any bucket of any size, Geo immediately thought of, what if I just make a very shallow but large bucket and turn it into a shield? Yeah. yeah very like, creative things. I feel like I 
could do like even with things that I've had since the beginning of the game, like Boris, I haven't used Boris for very much. <laughs> like the only things he's done is check out the campfire that we saw that turned out to be Nick. And like eviscerate someone's and eviscerate somebody. <laughs> and that's it. Like I haven't used him for very much. And so I feel like you know, I could I could look a little more into like how can I use an ant like uh, not like a animal companion in the sense that like the one you know like a familiar but like literally a a little animal friend that follows you around like how can I use that as a druid um you know like obviously I use magic stone a lot and I really like that spell but like I want to use shillelagh I we watched a video Alec was watching some uh informational videos about the spell casting things and they said shillelagh so that's how you say it um but the um like i want to try to use that one like that seems super cool um but i've just never really thought it was very powerful so i was just like oh okay well i'll just keep it around um but like i want i kind of want to know how to like use the spells i already ha- like that i already have in a way that like is actually effective and like some of that is that i have rolled really badly every time I try to do that so like it's part like figuring out how to use them correctly or like creatively and part what the dice gives you you might just have cursed dice I mean yeah that's true except for the yeti but that wasn't uh, a roll for it. That was just was a that good... was that well, was ingenuity. That was just thinking it through. So you know, that was a good decision that had the pretty much the perfect situation for something like that. The yeah. thing running downhill toward you, incapable of stopping because of how big it is. So it had to go through all of the spikes. Yeah, to get to us. But, I mean. It just, that was, you know, very, very clever, and it worked out. So just stuff like that, and like, like Tomasa said, coming up with the, being given a magic bucket, and being like, well, what if I just made a really shallow bucket, a really tall and shallow bucket to make a shield? Yeah. And Tomasa just gives me this look like, huh. What you look at that? And it's just, you know, being clever with it, thinking about how can I use this ordinary spell and make it and use it creatively in a specific, in a different situation than it's intended. Yeah, that's part of what makes. Uh, this campaign loads of fun. Yeah, and it's it's nice to like it's nice to have um like I mean especially right now but like even in uh, even when the world is not ending it's nice to have like a a scheduled thing to do with a group of friends um just because I mean we hang out a lot. 
but it's not like it's not ever structured really and so it's nice that like we're able to get together and like do that because it's i mean we're all from the same area but i'm not there and i'm really far from you guys I mean, and so neither it's is nice. walter and yeah and neither is walter so it's it's nice to have like something that it's like a i mean i don't know if this makes, it makes sense but it's like a scheduled connection like it like it's nice to have that like well you know i won't be home for a really long time but like at least i can hang out and do this really involved thing with my friends that i would normally do at home mm -hmm. like it's it's nice to have um and like i'm i am like tomasa was saying earlier i am really attached to sarah and i really like that character and she's um i think she's super cool and i obviously love boris um and and like doing the backstory really helped me because like sarah like i had ideas for sarah but i hadn't fleshed them out yet and so like for a good part of the well a good part of what we are we've already done she was kind of a flat character because she didn't have a backstory and i didn't quite know what i was doing with her um so it's nice that now she has a little more substance and she has a little more direction in the campaign and in her own personal um and that like boris has a backstory because that's kind of cool i mean it's not like really involved but like you know at least you know they're together like they have a backstory together and that's really nice and um like that i felt i I, I don't does that ha do, do you always do that in campaigns like does the dm sit down with the players and do that or is that like just something uh, that you not do? necessarily oh okay because um, i think that's really nice i really like yeah uh, i've i've heard about other people doing it um no campaign that i've ever played in we ever sat, sat down and kind of just figured out our own backstory with the dm with a one-on-one -on -one. so i wanted to see how that would feel so i tested it with gia one day just yeah. sitting in the in our living room with all i had was um my rollout map now that i could draw and i was like all right give me what you have for what you think dim's backstory is blah 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 blah. and we acted it out and he really enjoyed it i enjoyed it because it helps me figure out what i can implement more into my story yeah. and then i did it with i think i don't remember if Walt. Walter was next, or if Nick was next? I think it was Nick. Yes, I think Nick was for, uh, before Walter. But again, it was just an amazing experience of just that one-on-one -on -one where you got to, instead of just sitting by yourself going, oh, I wonder if they did this during their childhood. You could now see your character in their own childhood living in that moment. Yeah. And, like, I I think it was cool to be able to do that because had I just written it myself, uh, Sarah probably would have ended up very much like the character I was already writing at the time, which is not for D&D. &D. Uh, um, but because I was already developing a character, I feel like they would have ended up really similarly because I had that character in mind anyway. 
uh, and Sira and the main character of the Sunlanded are nothing alike. <laughs> so it would have been really disjointed. Um, so it was, I mean, they're a little bit alike, but like not in any important ways. Um, and so I feel like it would have been really disjointed, but the fact that like, you know, it was, it, it was a collaborative focus was awesome. And I really can't wait to see like what we do in like when we're in person. I feel like cuz you know obviously Discord is made for this kind of thing. But like it seems like as 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 great as it is right now, it's going to be really really cool when we can like sit around a table. Mm-hmm. and actually like, face everybody and everybody can see when I fuck up my stitches <laughs> like you know um, but like I or we just throw it, dice I, at each I, other I, the whole time yeah and and you know I'm I'm the kind of person that wants to make a, an event out of everything so like in my, my head I'm like okay well you know we can switch off making dinners and it'll be this and like I'm not gonna actually do that like I <laughs> like, like I but I I, I I can't wait to be able to, you know, it's not me rushing home from work to turn my computer on. You know, we, we won't have people, you know, we won't have people dipping out because of, you know, their phone rings or, 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 you know, stuff like that. Like it's, it's a lot more like, a, it feels like if you're in person, it's more reserved time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see what that's like when we move. Another thing that we haven't really touched on yet that I really enjoy is um, because it's happened to I mean I guess all of the characters had this happen to them but particularly Nick and I at this point where Nick and I have come up with characters and concepts that you know by ourselves we're like oh yeah this is funny this is a good meme this is entertaining but Tommaso has taken and incorporate into the campaign as major plot devices, and it's it's interesting to see those develop. Hey Kelly, you want to know what Archibald's full name was? Isn't it Archibald the Bald, the Bear, the whatever? Archibald the Bald, the Bard, the Bear, the Big, yes. the Big, the Big. Yeah. And how did it you come up meme. with that? Uh, it was a meme. My first ever sort of D and D session was called Honey Heist with a friend. Oh, Honey no. Heist is a very watered-down version of D&D to sort of get you used to the role-playing mechanics and dice-rolling mechanics of D&D. The whole point is simple. You're three bears trying to break into a concert and steal a vault of honey. Oh my god. Tr- so you put on disguises, you try to make your way through as humans, and uh, go through it. And my character was named Archibald. I'm like, oh, that's... That's not. That's pretty lame. It's like, oh, I'm Archibald the bear. Mm, okay, I'm Archibald, Archibald the bald the bear. Okay, there's one more, and then I'm like, I'm Archibald, Archibald the bald the bard the bear. And then that's what I would refer myself to myself as, and I wouldn't respond to anyone else unless they referred to me as my full name, Archibald the bald the bard the bear. <laughs> no, and Nick. So... Knowing you, that sounds absolutely on brand. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that is what became my god. 
when I made this cleric. I'm like, you know what? Archibald is going to be his god, and it's going to be hilarious. And then it wasn't hilarious. You know how, like, I've been tortured my whole life because of this stupid bear? It turned out to not be as funny as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, you know. Well, and then not was all, not was my idea. The, the, you guys haven't met not yet for the listeners because that episode hasn't come out yet. But you'll meet not. Not was my idea, and I thought it was hysterical. And Tommaso's like, let's incorporate it into the campaign as a major plot device. It's like, oh, neat. And then the character I just made the other day, Tommaso, I was talking to Tommaso about it. And he's like, can I use that for the campaign? I'm like, sure, have at it. And it's just cool to see that, you know, just the, some of the stupid stuff that we come up with or the other characters that we've come up with can appear in this massive campaign and be entities that we meet. It's cool. Or like Walt, I, I know Walter's not here, but um, Crush's hometown, you know, that that's a place that exists because of Crush's character and because of yeah. Walter's backstory. And yeah. uh, Valark's hometown. And, no, Valark's hometown, I ripped from Tomasa's campaign because it li- lined up with the backstory that we were coming up with. Oh, well, but it exists. It, its purpose changed because your character exists. Yes. It was just a, a an abandoned town prior to Valark, right? And yes. So it, was given, it was given purpose. Yes, it was and, given a much greater purpose. And like, for Dim and Sierra, we're not necessarily gonna... Tomasa, your mic is very loud. Oh, sorry. For Dim and Sierra, you know, we're not necessarily gonna see their hometowns, but I'm sure eventually we will get to experience those as well. And, you know, they exist because of Dim and Sierra. Yeah. And so the the combination of all of our characters' stories, along with the map that Tomasa drew up, along with some characters, it makes a very, very deep and complex world and story that we get to we get to play through and follow, which is awesome. Yeah, I find that really cool. And like well, I when I um, I was talking to uh, Gio a few weeks ago, and I was like, "I'm because for some reason we ended a session, and the way I heard the way that Tommaso ended it, it sounded like he was. I think it was when we were on top of the tower, and you ended it right before the boss fight. And I so what you said was." Uh, we're gonna end it right before this last fight, and what you meant was of that tower. <laughs> but what I heard was the last. The, this is it. <laughs> Completely disregarding the fact that like there are sixteen plot points that we haven't covered yet. Like, like I don't know why my brain was just like, oh, that's it, you're done. Like, oh, we're all, um, done. So all, I, all done. And so I, I was so sad because I was like, wait, but I just got used to this character, and I'm so attached now and I don't want to give it out and Gio's like what <laughs> no that's you're fine it's okay like um and so I, I think 
like I was so um like I can't wait to see what the because we asked you and you were like oh it, we've got you're gonna be here for a while <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm so excited to see where it goes because like I'm you know I know what we've seen already and I can't wait to see what's new and what's coming so someone's gonna fucking die yeah probably 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 I mean the closest anyone's gotten to death was I guess dim but that we discussed after the fact that that wasn't how that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Because Dim was actually in full cover and was supposed to take half damage on most of those attacks, but <laughs> neither here nor there. I think the person who's taken the most damage in one hit is Grimmald at this point. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I did electrocute an NPC. Yes, oh, but I still think out of all the from the last session, Grimmauld has now taken the most amount of damage single hit. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, because I don't think you've taken 70 damage. No. I would die. Yes. Grimmauld almost did. Grimold got very dire. But came out mostly Mostly okay. Um just a little singed. Well what else? What else we talked about for D D? Check out the D&D cast uh, at Haven D&D on Spotify uh, or on my channel, G10 Gaming, for the yeah. full video um, sessions. I post uh, a session or an episode twice a week. They are about an hour, hour and a half long. Except for the first one. That was a mistake. We learn from our mistakes. Yeah. I make uh, mistakes? Yes, Nick. But yeah. Uh, the other cast is either on Spotify or on my channel. Uh, we have a great time. Check it out. Uh, I don't know. Um. Oh, well, so we're thinking about doing, if you want to, like, try out D&D. Uh, you're oh, sure, I've, you're right. Um, if you're not sure, like, you want to invest your whole thing in a campaign, but you kind of want to try it out, just see if you like it. Um, hey, Kelly, you're far away from your mic. It's, it's literally on my face. <laughs> then you need to turn up your volume. Because I have you maxed. 
how's this? That's better. Okay. Um, if you're not sure you really want to commit to a full campaign, but you want to try it out, um, then Haven is going to be hosting some one shots. Um, I don't know what is there a schedule for that? Not yet. We're trying out the first one next week. Um, the prompt has been given to all the players. That campaign is that or that one shot's full. Um, we if that goes well and Tommaso feels like helping us with more, then we will be doing more. Um, that might be an opportunity for you to try DMing, Kelly, if you're interested. It's an opportunity for me to try DMing because I'm a little interested. Um, but it's just, it's more for fun. It's to get people into it, to hang out for a bit of a longer time and have a change in, change in the story, have something different. But yes, Kelly's okay. right. If you, We haven't decided yet um, because um, I haven't gotten schedules back from everyone. I want to make sure that it works. Gotcha. But if this goes well, then we'll be doing more and we'd love to have you guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Kelly, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I mean, do you... So, I didn't send you the thing. Do you want me to say the links? Or are you going to drop a thing in? Did you make the thing? No, I have to make it. I'll make it, like, right up. Sure. So you want me to say the links? Yes, go ahead and say it. It's not the end of the world. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So if you would like to follow Haven, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, at Content Creators Haven. Actually, I think it's just at Content Haven on uh, Twitter. But Instagram is Content Creators Haven, and that's where we post uh, most uh, often. Um, if you'd like Instagram? to check it out. Was that Instagram? Yeah. Instagram is Content Creators Haven. No spaces. Yeah. But Twitter is at Content Haven. Oh, I apologize. Um, the... Oh yeah, our Instagram is at Content Creators Haven. Um, we just put out um, our art gallery and photo gallery uh, post for March. I realize that it is April 28th. I'm sorry. Um, if you would like to see all of the artwork from March and April and all the photography from March and April, you can check it out at www.contentcreatorshaven.com, um, which is our full website where you can find all the pages and descriptions of all the creators. Uh, you can also get links to all of our stuff off of our link tree um which is i believe on the website and all of our social media um please check out our creators if you haven't already uh there are some wonderful artists on there um and with this whole thing going on right now uh support small artists support anybody with commissions open it helps a lot um if you would like to join the haven server you can do so or the haven discord server you can do so from the website um we highly encourage it come hang out try out the D D one shots that's super like Gio said, you can find uh, the D&D podcast on his channel, which, his YouTube channel, which is G, at G10Gaming. At G10Gaming? It's just G10Gaming. I don't know how YouTube works. Um, and then you can also find it on Spotify. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye! <laughs>